what could you do for those people who are already talking about you to continue to talk about you positively? You're listening to the Keep Optimizing Podcast to increase your traffic, improve your conversion rates and grow your profits. Hello and welcome. I'm Chloe Thomas, the host of this e-commerce marketing focused podcast. If you're not familiar with our format, well, each month we focus on a different marketing method like email or SEO or Facebook ads. And each week I interview a different expert to explore the latest advice on how you can make that marketing method work for you. This is the first episode of a brand new month, so it's time to do a topic. And this month we're doing a brand new topic, community. We all know that community is a big term, a big buzzword in the industry at the moment. Should you build one? Should you leverage someone else's? Just what is community? How can we measure it? How can we access it? How can you use it to make your business more successful? It's pretty tough to deal with community when you run a content business like mine. It's even harder to work out what you should be doing if you're running an e-commerce store. My background, my happy place, is very much on the performance marketing side of things. So whilst I embrace the concept of this, I find the execution and the detail of what to do in the community space tough. So, so tough. So I'm really excited to learn alongside you guys with the experts we're chatting to this month. To fast track our learning about community and to hopefully give all of you some ideas you can implement to make a difference, we are looking at community from some very different angles across the month. So stay tuned to hear what other angles we take, but we are starting with dipping into word of mouth and how you can encourage your customers to talk about your product with their existing communities to generate new customers that way. We've also got some tips on how to focus your marketing. There's loads of good stuff that our guest is sharing. So enjoy and do make sure you listen right to the very end of the episode because at the end of the interview, my guest will be sharing her quick fire insider tips to help you maximize the performance of community building. And then I'll be sharing my take on it all, plus outlining some more free ways we can help you to improve your community building even more. So stay tuned to the end. It's finally live, Chloe's e-commerce club. Yes, my new free online club where the whole Keep Optimizing audience and our experts can come together. The point of the club is to help you all improve your e-commerce businesses and to help you solve your marketing challenges, learn more tactics and much more. We are starting simple and focusing on that core aim of helping us all get through this challenging year in the best way possible. But we've got lots lined up for the coming months and I'm sure we'll add more things into the club based on your needs and feedback. It really is a club all about you and supporting your business. And yes, I will personally be there hanging out and helping you Monday to Friday. So how can you join me in the club? Well, just go to keepopt.com forward slash club. It's totally free to join. So come and join me and hundreds of our listeners at keepopt.com forward slash club. In this episode, I'm chatting with community expert Victoria Murden. Victoria is the CMO at Herdify, the world's first offline brand tracking tool that you can use to work out where your communities of customers are in the real world. Hello, Victoria. Hi, Chloe. Great to be here. 
Uh, super excited to have you on, especially as our first guest in Community Month. It's such a big topic and you know so much about it. So I'm super pleased to have you here. How did you end up in this part of the marketing world? Yes, that's a good question. So I spent about 15 years in brand marketing and journalism before I arrived at Herdify. And, you know, community in all of the roles that I've done previously has always been a really big part of the job. But it's something that really, I think, teams that I've worked with haven't been able to fully harness. We've known it's really important. And, you know, we've spent a lot of time on social channels, really trying to find out what that community looks like, spent some time looking at loyalty programs, because, you know, that's a really big area for community. But until I met the team at Herdify, I didn't quite really realise, you know, that community was a lot bigger than that. And so Tom, the CEO at Herdify, um, had a really great chat with him. I actually worked with Herdify at the brand I was at before I joined this job. He really taught me a lot about, you know, what that looks like um, and the potential that it could bring to a brand. So made quite a big decision to jump over from brand marketing where, you know, I'd been for so many years over to B2B about a year ago now, blown by. And enjoying it? Yeah, I really am. It's it's really interesting, you know, to learn a lot more about kind of the behaviour that sits behind marketing and why consumers act in the way they do and behave in the way they do. So really, I guess, getting beneath the surface of a lot of you know marketing activity to really understand what drives it so yeah it's um every day is a school day let's put it that way (laughs) you you touched on loads of interesting things there and I think the the biggest one is that often kind of community and brand end up overlapping as terms and I don't I don't think they really are the same thing Uh, and then also you mentioned about you know the idea of just doing social tracking or having a Google alert set up on your brand name and seeing if anyone's blogging about it or something. That's not really what we're talking about here about understanding your community, is it? So how do we track that community? How do we find out what's going on? Yeah, that's a great question. And yeah, you're right. So much of that kind of community focus traditionally happens online. You know, we know what's happening most of the time on our social channels, through social listening, we know what customers are saying about us through online reviews. But the reality is that actually so much of that community is out there in the real world. There's a really great stat that actually 92% of our communities are offline. And by offline, you know, That could be your community at the school gate, your local neighbourhood community, the people you go to the pub with. But it also means, you know, those conversations that you have on WhatsApp. So, you know, great example, during the pandemic, I think everyone had a neighbourhood WhatsApp group set up and mine's still going strong to this day. And, you know, every day somebody's going, well, could somebody recommend a chimney sweep or a cleaner or dry cleaner Um, there's always someone asking for a recommendation and it's super powerful because you really trust those people that you you live among you know them you trust them so you're really likely to kind of act on that recommendation so when we talk about offline community engagement you know there, there are several sort of channels that that could take but it's definitely not about what's happening you know, on social media. There's a whole world out there. Um, And we talk at Herdify a lot about finding those communities in the real world, because that's, we believe, where they're most powerful. Totally, totally get. I'm sure everyone listening does as well, that the power, you know, the 
we have far more influence as individuals with the people we meet day to day because there's far more power in those one-on-one real world connections than there is in you know me posting something on social media and then you know get that there's something powerful there but i think there's just such a such a break between yeah okay so people are talking about us but is that a community how does that come together how can we leverage that so let's rather that's like victoria talk at me for two hours question so let me let me actually give you a give you a question here which is is there a way in which we could define community that works for all e-commerce brands to give us some kind of like fence to put this within or does it really change from brand to brand no i love that and i think you know before I came to Herdify, I really used to think kind of communities were about groups of like-minded people who look the same, who act the same. And, you know, if we, if we talk about performance marketing, you know, we're getting to the realms of lookalike audiences and they're your community. But really now I believe that communities are actually about groups of people who have influence over each other. So can influence somebody else in the community to make a behavioral change or to buy a product or to, you know, engage with a brand in some way. So I think kind of the community and influence, those two things are really intertwined. Um, And I think that's how I would define what a strong community is, where, you know, that group of individuals are really able to influence each other. So it's not necessarily about creating our own Facebook group or our own piece of bringing our customers together. It's about encouraging our customers to talk about us in the communities which they exist in already. Would that be, make sense? Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that is, that's the key actually, Chloe. It's kind of community or your brand community goes beyond your customers And it's something that our lead data scientist said to me the other day, and it just kind of was a light bulb moment of most brands think that they know their community because they're their customers. And, you know, their customers are the community and vice versa. But actually, if we think about it in this way of influence, your community is far beyond just the people who are buying from you. It's the people who have the potential to buy from you in the future because they've been influenced by somebody else in their community. And that's when it becomes super powerful because it's not just about kind of that instant purchase right then of that person who's been recommended your brand, they'll go off and buy. But because it's likely that there'll be a number of people in your community who would have had that conversation about your brand, they kind of start to reinforce each other. So, for example, say you've been to the pub with a friend and they've recommended a new beauty product. And then you go to the supermarket and you bump into someone and you start to have a conversation about this beauty product and the same brand crops up. The more times that happens, the the higher the kind of reinforcement is. And that's where that kind of powerful piece starts to play into the community. And then it starts to boost things like loyalty, advocacy, lifetime value, because you don't just stop at that one purchase. You then, you know, the next time you see your mate down the pub, you talk about products that you've both bought and you start to chat about it and go, oh, actually, I've been thinking about this other product that that same brand does. I'm thinking about trying that. What are your thoughts? And so it kind of keeps that continuing conversation going. Um, And that's where that's really powerful in that community because it doesn't just stop with that 
first recommendation. From what you're saying there, it also makes me think, and this is a slight curveball, so just bear with me on this one, but it makes me think of, of my approach as someone who's trying to make other people be more sustainable. So I don't go around going, you you can't fly to that. You mustn't fly to that, just as one example. But when someone says, oh, we're off to Mauritius on holiday, where are you going? And we're going, oh, we're, we're going to go to France by train because we don't fly anymore. And then leave it at that. And then that will, someone will take from that conversation, oh, I want to go to Mauritius. Someone listening will take from that conversation, oh, I should do a train journey. Someone else will take, oh, maybe I'll stop flying. I wonder how that's possible. I must ask Chloe about it later or Google it or something. And someone else will go, oh, south of France, lovely. But so it's not even, even me going, Victoria, you should buy this water bottle. It's me going, or me even just carrying a water bottle. It's, it's super subtle, isn't it? Definitely is. And it's really about kind of reinforcing those memory structures of exactly what you just said. You know, you might have had a conversation that didn't really seem to be about a particular brand or a recommendation, but it just jogs something in your brain to subtly go, actually, I might start thinking about a different way of travel. And then it kind of opens your mind up to, you know, then you might see an advert pop up on Instagram that's around that subject and you go oh I remember that conversation with Vicky I'm gonna actually look into that brand because that's you know she's opened something up in my mind and made me think slightly differently. So all this word of mouth I suppose all this word of mouth you know activity that we're doing within our communities as humans as brands we want to tap into that. We probably, if we're performance marketers like me, desperately want to find some way of tracking it that's better than using a Google alert. That's what you're all about at Herdify. So can you just explain in simple terms what you do and how you help us track it? And then let's talk a little bit about how we can actually make that a benefit to our business. Yeah, brilliant. Because that's really, you know, that's the key to it. It's, it's working out where those kind of abstract communities are and doing something with it. So essentially what we do at Herdify is take an e-commerce brand's sales data, plug it into our portal, and that helps us to detect where that brand has strong word of mouth. And that's not just a case of kind of plotting data on a map, because it depends on, you know, the population density. Um, some cities have got obviously lots more people than others. It's really about where that word of mouth is happening. And our very clever data scientists can determine that from how the data looks. Um, so we have not got time to go into <laughs> how that works now. Um, but it's really about kind of looking at how that data looks in amongst all of the rest of the data. And once we've determined that, we can then help marketers do really clever things because we can help them say, okay, great, I've got really strong word of mouth in X area. So I'm going to focus my marketing spend on that area to really drive results. And that might be anything from performance marketing. You know, as we just said, it's a really great way of saying, let's not just spread our, our budget across the whole of the UK and hope for the best, as you know, as we know often happens but let's be really targeted and focus on those areas where we've got word of mouth to encourage more word of mouth um, and to push our kind of ads to perform much better so that's one use case but then there's really clever things you can do like create pop-ups in those areas that might 
spur more word of mouth um, and then prompt more sales to target your out of home or door drops. We've seen really great results for door drops in really, really specifically targeted areas because it's a great conversation starter. You know, that pe- that piece of mail that drops through your door often sits on your side, depends how messy you are, but, you know, maybe a couple of weeks at a time and then your friends come around and see that on, on your counter and go, oh, yeah. I remember that conversation about that. So it doesn't just have that one impression of that one household. It the, the effect continues, which is really interesting. As we've recently done an offline marketing month, I am loving the fact you're mentioning door drops and paper. But even more than that, what I'm loving is that the approach you guys are taking, it starts with the sales data. This isn't about sending people out on the streets to do a survey. Have you heard of Brand X type thing, which, you know, kind of brand engagement tends to do that. It's starting with where are our actual customers? So it's it's getting the behavior we want, which is to buy. And then, you know, I've seen, I've, I used to run a Google ads agency. So I have seen massive uh, gains in ROI by doing geographic targeting, but we were limited to where are the customers? And if you could add in, where are the chatty, active customers, especially with the social media ads, then all of a sudden that becomes such a subtle but powerful way to take advantage of communities of people that already exist that are talking about your product. You're nodding, Victoria, so I'm guessing I'm hitting the nail on the head here. Yeah, that's exactly it. And, you know, we think about, you know, it's a word that's bandied around a lot, but how noisy the world is for marketers you know how many ads are out there how many marketing campaigns are out there and to you know cut through the noise it's difficult so what we're saying is that by targeting the areas where you've already got people chatting and I love that you use that word chatting about you those people who have heard from people in their community about your brand already if they hadn't had that recommendation it's very likely that they would actually just ignore your ad or ignore that piece of mail that's dropped through the door or the billboard or the pop-up shop that you've, you know, any of those marketing activations, it's likely that they'll ignore them because they don't know about your brand. You need to hear about a brand seven times before you actually remember it because as humans, we forget all the time. So to have had that recommendation and then to see a marketing activation, that then serves as kind of the nudge to make you go, oh yes, okay, I'm going to purchase now. I've I've heard about it enough from people I trust, and now I've just seen that ad. So let's go. Got you. So we can use it to refine where we're doing our marketing to maximise its impact. I'm guessing this would be like ridiculously cool data to have if you were planning on doing like some customer panels, if you were planning on doing a pop up shop any kind of real world activity where you wanted to get the maximum impact to go where people are talking about you has has to be be powerful. Absolutely, you know, events, anything like that. And the other interesting one actually, and might seem like it's going totally against what I said at the beginning of this, is thinking about influencer selection. So yes, taking it back to online, because you know, we know that everyone's influenced by what happens online as well. But if you can be really targeted in the influences that you work with and those micro influences on a more local level, then that's another great use case when you can kind of go, oh, yes, OK, maybe we'll work with a, a mummy influencer in this city because we know that any posts that they put out are really going to prompt and jog conversations that are already happening. 
So yeah, there's there's tons. It's re- it's really interesting to think about in a in a new way. I think. Love it. So we need to tap into communities that already exist and work out where our chattiest customers are, and then push our marketing in those areas to generate more chatter and to get in front of those people who are hearing us being chatted about. Overly using the chatting phrase there, uh, or word even, it's not even a phrase. Victoria, anything we've missed that the audience need to know about? Just in terms of kind of how to think about that word of mouth and how to get it going, because at Herdify, we can help you find where that word of mouth is happening. But in terms of kind of stimulating it in the first place, there are some quick wins, I think, and some kind of practical examples that get you thinking about this kind of community engagement and word of mouth in a bit of a different way. So, you know, really easy things like thinking about the packaging for your product. That's a prime kind of piece of real estate that's being delivered to your neighborhood every day. And often, you know, these packages are left on people's doorsteps. And if somebody sees a really cool package that they think, oh, wow, Tom down the road has just had that delivered. I want to be in on that kind of stimulating that FOMO effect. Um, that's a really easy way. You know, it's, you're already doing it. You're already delivering that product, but really making the most of that real estate that's on the package. I think it's a really nice, easy one. And then thinking about ways of how you can encourage conversation amongst potential customers or people in your community. You know, things like improving the customer service. People talk and chat. <laughs> Let's go back to the chat. If the customer service is rubbish, then you start to have negative word of mouth. So really thinking, especially in the areas where you've already got word of mouth, about kind of enhancing that customer experience. What could you do for those people who are already talking about you to continue to talk about you positively, sending out samples perhaps, or you know, releasing products on a early kind of test and review basis to make people feel like they're part of the inner club. And you know, and it's a relatively inexpensive way of doing it if you target a few areas and you don't do that across the whole of the UK, you can really make an impact relatively cheaply. And it's that whole marketing opportunity cost piece. Like we can email the whole database and go, would you like to be a part of our product sampling group? And for 80% of the the database, we don't really want them in the group if we could analyze it, which we now can, or they don't want to hear about it, but we can email specifically an area where, where it's going to have the biggest impact and where we're going to get the best results or best, you know, responses. And then the other 80% of the database, we can send another message that's more fitting for them. So it's like a whole new way kind of to segment, I suppose. Exactly that. And actually, you raised kind of the issue of sustainability early, which I know is a a big topic for you. It's another way of thinking about it. You know, it's not just about making your marketing spend go further, but it's also about being more sustainable in that approach, you know, rather than sending out tons of paper and tons of free samples and tons of emails even which you know have an impact um you can really refine that and make sure that you're sending that out to the places where it's going to make an impact rather than the whole of the uk where you you know you're not just wasting your your marketing spend but you're having a negative impact on the environment as well 
Yeah, anything which helps us be more targeted is good for the pocket and it's good for the planet. Thank you so much for all of that, Victoria. I've certainly coming out of that with loads of ideas and a clearer understanding of one of the ways in which I could use community. So thank you so much for being here and talking about it. Listeners, it's not over yet. Make sure you stay tuned to the end of the episode so you don't miss out on Victoria's insider tips on community and my suggestions for more free resources to help you improve things even further in your business. It's finally live, Chloe's e-commerce club. Yes, my new free online club where the whole Keep Optimising audience and our experts can come together. The point of the club is to help you all improve your e-commerce businesses and to help you solve your marketing challenges, learn more tactics and much more. We are starting simple and focusing on that core aim of helping us all get through this challenging year in the best way possible. But we've got lots lined up for the coming months and I'm sure we'll add more things into the club based on your needs and feedback. It really is a club all about you and supporting your business. And yes, I will personally be there hanging out and helping you Monday to Friday. So how can you join me in the club? Well, just go to keepopt.com forward slash club. It's totally free to join. So come and join me and hundreds of our listeners at keepopt.com forward slash club. Okay, Victoria, so far we've gone deep into word of mouth and lots on community too, to be honest. So now you get to wow us with your insider knowledge about the whole of community building. So for the following questions, your answer can be anything to do with community building, which of course includes everything we have already talked about. Victoria, are you ready? I think so, Chloe. (laughs) Let's hope so. Okay, let's start with newbie advice. If we've inspired someone to take their first step, what do they need to know to give themselves the best chance of success? So... I would say, firstly, work out where your communities are. And obviously, that's something that we at Herdify can help with. So I'm a little bit biased there. But there are also other things that you can do, you know, before engaging with us to work out where those kind of communities exist. And yes, that's social listening. We know that that's a piece of that. But also just really taking note of, you know, where your reviews are coming from. I think just being mindful of, you know, where communities might exist and where that chatter, as we talked about, might be coming from, just to start opening up to a different way of of working. And then I think, secondly, give give her to fire call. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there's, it's, it's just kind of adding into our brain. Let's think about where they are and where they're talking about us, not just thinking email, Google ads, Facebook ads, etc. Yeah. So it's a bit, bit of a mindset change. Once you've started, of course, you've got to keep optimising. So what's your favourite way to improve performance? So I think it's really important to think about harnessing that data, you know, where those communities are. What can you do to really take advantage of the insights that you're given from that? So an, a really easy way is thinking about the creative that you put out for your ads. So we're not just thinking about where you're targeting them but what you're saying in those ads um so something really powerful is you know 121 people in bristol like you love this product so really thinking about not just you know a generic ad that you could send to the whole of the uk but something that's really specific to that targeted location Um, and that becomes really impactful because people love to see themselves in in your marketing activity 
that's a genius idea. I, I, I'm just thinking if you had like a, like you were saying earlier, big mummy influencer who's in, let's stay with Bristol, and you're in Bristol and you see an ad with big mummy influencer holding the product, which mentions Bristol, how much more likely are you to take a, take notice of that? So much more likely to take notice of that. Simple, but huge. And I love the fact that you just said about, you know, combining a few of those touch points. As we said before, it's all about reinforcing those memory structures and connecting those dots just to keep reminding people that you're there and your brand's there and that's what you do. That kind of consistency throughout is really important. Nice. Okay. If someone listening wants to learn more, is there one cheap or free resource you would recommend? So we at Herdfry really love the Richard Shotton books. He is a behavioural scientist um, who applies his work to marketing. So he has a couple of books. One's called The Illusion of Choice. One's called The Choice Factory. It's a really great way and place to kind of start if you're thinking about influencing behavioural change and behavioural science and all of that good stuff. I think both of his books are really great. And we also recently did a podcast on our own podcast called The Grapevine. Um, and he on that talks about all things kind of behavioural science and gives some really great examples of how you can apply it. So that's being released on Monday if anyone wants to have a listen. Awesome. So that, that means that is live by the time you guys are hearing that. Um, and congrats on getting a great guest. I shall be having a listen myself. Thanks, Chloe. Yeah, he was he was a really great guest, actually. Really interesting. Awesome. Okay, cool. We'll add a link to the podcast in the show notes for all of you so you can easily go and access that one. What was the podcast called again, Victoria? The Grapevine. Okay, guys. The Grapevine with Richard Shotton. Have a listen. Finally, it's crystal ball time. What's coming up in the next six to 12 months that we should be getting ready for? Interesting question. Um, so thinking about this I think kind of the real focus on community-led growth so not just we know communities exist and we kind of have a hazy idea of what's going on but really thinking about how those communities can contribute to your brand growth and can contribute to the bottom line effectively which is the most important thing um, not just they're happening and we might engage with them in some way shape or form and then I think, as I said earlier, kind of really using the insights from those communities to make changes and, and make an impact. Lovely advice. Thank you very, very much, Victoria. We're very nearly at the end of the show. So could you please let the listeners know where they can find you and Herdify, please? Yeah, if you could head over to herdify.com, that would be brilliant. All of our social handles are on there. And we're all available for a chat if anyone would like to sort of dig into any of this in more detail. Brilliant. Thank you, Victoria, so much for being on the show. Um, it's been brilliant getting your insights into community and word of mouth. And what a way to start our community month. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me, Chloe. It's been great. Wow, what a brilliant opener to our community month. I think for me, the two biggest takeaways from Victoria, and I'm clearly going to give you more than two now, but we'll go with Chloe's two biggest take takeaways from Victoria's advice there was first off that kind of mindset thing of it, it's about accessing the communities your customers exist in rather than creating a community of your own. Potentially, we're going to explore other ways of looking at community as we go through this month, but that 
I think makes it seem an awful lot less scary somehow. Uh, and then finding ways to generate word of mouth. I love that idea of focusing that marketing effort in the areas where people are chatting about you the most, which you can measure by using a service like Herdify, or you could map the geographic location of people who are bothering to give you reviews over your customer data, or you could do the geographic location of the customers who are buying the most over those reviews. Lots of ways you could do it, lots of clever ideas discussed. But I think that, that for me, was some really groundbreaking thoughts in terms of how I think about community. She's, she's got me thinking, and actually she's got me thinking more about what an e-commerce brand can do than what I can do. But loved that. You can get the links to all the things we discussed and the full transcript of the episode, important notes and more at our website which is keepoptimizing.com. The quickest way to get to the right page is to use our short link, keepopt.com with the episode number of this episode. So keepopt.com forward slash episode number, and that will take you to the correct page. When you get to the website, you can also add yourself to our email list so you don't miss out on any of the other things I share to help you improve your business. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Keep Optimizing podcast. If you've enjoyed it and want to continue learning about community right now, then you can. Even though this is the first time we're doing a month specifically on community, and even though this is the first episode of that month, we've covered it and very similar topics in previous episodes. To find all of them and the rest of our community content as it goes live, head to keepopt.com forward slash community, where we've created a special page on the website to bring it all together for you. And that includes episodes on some of the things that Victoria was talking about, like loyalty and creative and harnessing that with your community too. Or if you're desperate to dive in right now and you can't be bothered to head to the website, then scroll back up your feed to episodes 67, 68 and 69, which were part of a month long focus we did a couple of years ago on building loyalty, very closely related to the community building space. And we had some awesome guests in those three episodes, so well worth a listen to those. And please do tell your fellow marketers about the show because I want to help as many marketers as possible to improve the performance of their e-commerce marketing. We talked a little bit about sustainability in today's episode, so I thought I'd just remind you that you are listening carbon guilt free because this is a carbon positive podcast, which means we've bought the carbon credits to offset all our production, distribution and you're listening to this show. So you have just listened to this episode and all our episodes, including those on our other podcast, Carbon Guilt Free. So binge away, my dears, binge away. Have a brilliant week and make sure you listen in to our next episode so I can help you to keep optimizing your marketing. Access everything Keep Optimizing at keepoptimizing.com. That's with an S, not a Z. Hello, Chloe here. I just wanted to tell you something super exciting before we get into this episode. Chloe's e-commerce club is finally live. Yes, my new free online club where the whole Keep Optimizing audience can come together to improve your e-commerce marketing is live. So how can you join me in the club? Well, just go to keepop.com forward slash club. It's totally free to join. So go on, hit pause. And come and join me and hundreds of our listeners at keepopt.com forward slash club. And then don't forget to hit play and listen to the rest of the episode. See you in the club.